0: With expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game
2: without blowing your budget?
0: It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Steve Stepanovich, Dirk Minifield, Joey Devine, Scooter McRae, Granville Waiters, Sean Keen, Greg Kite. Earl Bailey! Special Guest, Katie Heindel! Patreons, Lee Fischetti! Thank you, Lee! Ronald Langford! Thank you, Ronald! DJ Eli Freshmode! Thank you, DJ Eli Freshmode! Hire him for your weddings and other events! musical guest, Japan Droids, and
1: now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Divine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and I'm here as always with uh, my co-host, my best friend, Sean Keane. Sean, how are you? Hey, good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm um, pretty good, I guess, all things considered. Um... I should mention, this is our first, um, uh, free podcast before, um, the world, uh, fell apart. Um, but, uh, we covered this on our Patreon a little bit for those of us, for those of you who don't get our Patreon, I just want to, uh, be very clear where we as a podcast stand, right, Sean? Uh, that, uh, Black Lives Matter, that we should abolish the police. We should defund and abolish them. Uh, the system has failed this country. Um, and especially people of color. Um, we, uh, took, we donated our entire Patreon this month to, um, Black, Black Lives Matter organizations. And, um, we're gonna continue pointing out organizations we think we are going to donate to and we think our listeners should donate to. Right Sean, is there anything else I need to yeah. say? I'm br- I'm again no, I'm I always w- very bad at uh not <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, I'm a, I, I'm a catholic at heart, so sharing my emotions is very difficult. Um <laughs> oh, and, and telling and saying anything
2: that has to do with money, either giving yeah. or receiving it is just yeah. like yeah. Um no, I just specifically wanted to say uh, one place that I'm donating, mm-hmm. which is... No, and uh, we want to
1: encourage our listeners this week. We'll yeah, have yeah, another yeah. place next week, but I think we're going to yeah. continue this for a while. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's there's lots of resources. I wanted to um,
2: highlight a place. I, I used to work at a nonprofit that gave attorneys to uh, prisoners with no money for many years, and... Uh, this organization, uh, there's an organization called the Ella Baker Center for Human Rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is based out of, I think they're in Fruitvale in Oakland and they do a lot of work about, um, well, specifically, um, helping to helping with juvenile incarceration. Uh, they do, they've done a lot of lobbying to get, um, California youth authorities. It's called something else. Anyway, juvenile jails getting closed or, um, Limiting, they really limited the expansion of the Alameda County uh, juvenile center about 15 years ago, but they do, um, a lot of work about, um, you know, divesting, not divesting, but, uh, changing, you know, making budgets, uh, reflect helping the communities instead of devoting so much money to, uh, law enforcement and harassment and incarceration and also just, uh, you know, they add they advocate for um making prisons and jails less terrible, and uh, you know, and also you know less expensive too. That's not shouldn't be the priority, but also uh, our terrible prison system is also a financial drain as well mm-hmm. as uh, essentially a crime. Uh, yeah. So Ella Baker Center. For human rights, Baker
1: So that's who we're going to be donating to this week. Uh, please join us. We'll share the link in the description of the podcast and on our Twitter. Uh, sorry for not posting an episode the last couple of weeks. Uh, I did not feel equipped as a comedy podcast about basketball to talk about this and that was maybe my failing but uh black lives matter all cops are bastards um defund the police uh mayors are cowards um yep patreon.com round rock, rock pod whatever at uh, round rock pod at gmail.com twitter at round rock pod um the discord is still popping yeah off, discord is always pandemic. popping off it's, it's popping off pretty hard honestly um but we're here to talk there was unfortunately the nba decided to make news so we're here to talk about it um <laughs> should we do should we talk some news sean let's talk about the news All right.
0: this is round ball rock news basketball news for humans and robots
1: trust the process Alright, Sean, our top story. Um Nikola Jokic is skinny now. Uh there was a picture of him, he looked very very skinny and I didn't feel equipped to talk about this. No, alone. it's too emotional an issue. Yeah, and uh when it comes to the emotions of someone's body in basketball, there's only one person to turn to. It's uh our friend from the uh basketball podcast. Uh, from Yahoo Sports Canada, from Vice Sports, from The Shocker, from the Basketball Feelings newsletter. Uh, we called our friend Katie Heindel to talk about this. Uh, here's Katie. All right, to cover our top story, uh, which is, um, of course, uh, Nick, body shaming and body pausing, uh, Nikola Jokic, we brought in. Someone I knew would have a lot to say about the subject, uh, from the, uh, basketball podcast, from, uh, the Basketball Feelings Newsletter, from, uh, this podcast a lot. Uh, it's our friend up from the Great White North, (laughs) Katie Heindel. Katie, how are you?
3: I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. nice to hear you. I have to say, um secretly i'm more happy when i'm just on instead of with someone else
2: (laughs) oh no that that is completely fair wow Uh, you Uh, need our undivided attention but but shots fired at sean woodley who's who's this this is woodley a but this (laughs) is this is a real crew has has sean woodley ever attended an aerosmith concert for no reason during nba summer league no he hasn't Does he know the magic of the Gremlins slot machine in uh, on the Fremont Street Strip? No, he doesn't.
3: The magic and the curse. Well, I was yeah. thinking more along the lines of like, if we're going to talk about being um, proprietary, then I feel like I'm proprietary of your friendships.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we've also met in person, whereas with Sean, I have like kind of a vague idea of what he looks like but also my mental image is always like I take photos I've seen of Sean and then I try to imagine him uh, drinking an entire pitcher of beer from the pitcher as he did
3: to
1: celebrate the <laughs> Toronto Raptors World Championship last year. <laughs>
3: That's uh, now, a good image. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, enough inside friendship talk. It's time to talk about my large son. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs>
2: so is this, is this officially body-shaming launch with Katie Heindel? Is that going to be a new feature?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, maybe it should be. <laughs> so when I
1: saw this picture of Nikola Jokic, who is uh, skinny, he's very skinny, uh, I initially thought it was Kristaps Porzingis. That's how skinny he I was. I absolutely did, too. Yeah. Um And then I was like, why, why is he, there's, it doesn't look
2: like this guy has any restraining orders against him. Yeah. (laughs) And he looks, he looks like he's a force for joy. This must be Jokic. Uh,
1: I thought, I need to know what Katie Heindel thinks about skinny Jokic. And I texted her and, um, she had a lot to say. So Katie... Let's just open up real quickly. Uh, how do you feel about the discourse around uh, Nicole Jokic being skinny now?
3: I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. And that's what I told you. I hate it so much. It makes me so angry. It. What mostly makes me angry is that there's any discourse at all. Like I don't. It. It's not worth it's not even that it's worth talking about. It's just like nobody's business. And it makes me feel like, I know there's a lot and I, I do this too. I mean, you could say that's all that basketball feelings is, but like to, t- <laughs> <laughs> to take a lot from basketball that is like nothing to do with it. Like, obviously we all reach at times, but there's, there's nothing like this kind of talk about players and their bodies and their physical appearances. That makes me feel more like, Everybody should get a life.
1: Uh Katie, why are you why are you upset about me worrying about the weight fluctuations of my very large son? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <I> mean- <laughs> for listeners, <laughs> I something that Katie said to me yesterday was I fucking hate it when perverts <laughs> refer <laughs> to uh, basketball players as their very large son, so now I'm doing it constantly. Yeah. I also I hate don't... it. It's weirdly infantilizing and also, um, uh, I'm gonna say weirdly, it's, it makes me sad when people refer to Which... someone they don't know who's, uh, probably the same age as them as their quote-unquote son. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering, like what was the tipping point of people on
2: Twitter and in like comment sections saying son, like, I think I'm not, I'm not positive about this, but I believe it, it, the, the first one I can really remember being commonly done was, uh, the Cubs, Kyle Schwarber back in 2016. Uh, Katie, I know this is a baseball player and you loathe him. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) Kyle, Sh- Kyle Schwarber is, like, he looks like he's from, he's, like, a player from the 1930s who hit dingers, if that yeah. makes sense.
1: It like, kind of has that Babe Ruth body a little bit with, like, real big... So, topping. Katie, baseball that- is, like, hockey and, that one guy holds a stick. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but, um it makes a, it, it also makes a little bit more sense to me for baseball just because there's like there's so many games and the games are so slow that it makes a little more sense that you have these sort of like unjustified personal narratives and and Kyle Schwarber would like run around the outfield in, in kind of an unfocused
1: way, almost like a kid, if that makes See, sense. See, I think this but... is bubble shit for you, Sean. Like, uh, you being in a <laughs> sports bubble. Because this. The large sun thing? Yes. Well, yeah. Uh, it Doesn't coming it, from baseball.
2: No, well, well, people didn't start saying it until like five years ago, right? But this and I all comes—think fr- people said it about basketball. But no, until this comes after.
1: from the internet. It's never talk to yeah. me or my son again. The, and it expanded out of that meme,
2: right? But I'm just saying it. People didn't start saying it about basketball until like much more recently than they were talking about it. Like it, it, it seems like it definitely um uh, I I just think it definitely came from baseball players just because they like look like oversized children and basketball players in general just don't and then yeah I I don't I just don't get it I don't I it 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 always seems creepy to me
3: I mean Joey like you kind of hit on it like the more I've been thinking about it because it's always bothered me, and I think what has made me more angry this week and like calling people perverts a lot <laughs> is because, just like the the rate at which people seem to be talking about Jokic, you know, um, and it, like it does have to do, I think, with the bubble of sports, and I think like the bubble also like specifically of basketball, because if you said this kind of shit about like any person in the street <laughs> or if you just like took a long and hard look you know at like someone walking by you you would be objectifying them blatantly and, and then if you said this kind of shit to them they might like slap you in the face so it you know it's not acceptable but there's something about the this like bubble of sports that makes it feel like you know it's passable like Man, there's gonna you be say... a lot
1: of bubble talk on this show today
3: it's true. It's yeah, everything this is bubble fucking
1: <laughs> bubbles all the time. It's not
3: the magic bubble, but like we well, don't have to call it a bubble. I guess you could call it a. I think it's like a vacuum tube, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but it's like it. There's some kind of protection in it, and it's like it's like oh, it's an inside like inside inside joke. But there's also something to do it too. It's like this using this language of like front office, right? Of like calling players assets is like another thing mm-hmm. that is like super. I think it's super fucked up, but it's like whenever you're basically like divorcing a player, like a person from their body, Mm -hmm. which I think that's what the, the biggest thing about it that bothers me is because there's something in that that has to do with like permission, like basically who feels like they have the permission to talk about a player in a proprietary way. And like, it usually is one type of person that like makes these kinds of comments and whether they slide to the stupid, like, my large son like chummy joking shit or if it's it stays just in like, you know, people that get really upset when they see Jokic gain weight because they worry about what it's gonna do to his numbers. Mm -hmm. It's like two kind of like two sides of the same stupid, perverted coin person.
2: Mm -hmm. So (laughs) you hate you hate it's not just the slim down talk. You hated the chunky Jokic talk at the beginning too. Did you hate the Dwight Howard talk too? At What'd the you, at the beginning of the season?
3: What was his talk? That he
2: That he lost he like was in forty it? pounds? Well, and, yeah, and got like I, really skinny as opposed to being uh, a very muscular man before.
3: I mean, I get it that it's like, you know, basketball is so visual and like you can't like if someone drops a ton of weight or like gets super cut, it's hard not to notice if you're watching them play. Mm -hmm. So I think you could say like, wow, that guy got really in shape, but there's a step further when you're just like writing fucking articles about it. When you're like making jokes about it, when you're like making memes about it, why are you so fixated on that switch? And I think like the chubby stuff, bugs me because it really only happens I mean I guess it happened a little bit with Zion but not that he was chubby just that his body I guess looked quote unquote different from what people were used to but the like chubbiness it's mostly with white players and I think there's something about it that it's like oh it's like familiar or like safe because there's a whole other thing of like talking about black bodies in like a very abstract Mm -hmm. and like messed up kind of way as well Uh but like The Jokic stuff, like, I don't know if people were like, oh, it's, I like it because he's, like, fat and he can play basketball. Like, I don't know if people found that inspiring. But, like, also, he's not, he was never, like, none of these guys are actually fat. Like, they're still playing. They're, like, in shape. They're still playing basketball for, like, 40 minutes, you know, every other night. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: I mean, I feel like I definitely got into the um, celebrating large Jokic just because... Well, obviously, he's like a very unique looking player, just in general. You know I what believe I mean? Like, I once like described
1: a, him as looking like a refrigerator.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I in fact referred to him as a mini fridge in print this week. Yeah. Uh but uh, it's, he's big and white. Um, but uh, it, I, for me, it was like I felt like I had a backlash against all the people who were constantly talking about how out of shape he was when much of that discussion came after a four overtime playoff game where he basically played the, the last like 28 minutes of the game without a rest
1: i believe he played uh played, like 56 minutes
2: in that game right i think it's even i think it's actually even higher i think it was like 60 minutes and after the game people were just like man that guy really if he ever gets in shape it's like oh what he he'll only be able to dominate for he's only able to dominate for seven and a half quarters of a basketball game right now like 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 maybe maybe his coach could have let him sit down for 30 seconds uh during a defensive possession like, like it's just that part is really weird to me. the um the other thing that's strange about it is like um well like you're saying, um not everybody is, is every basically every basketball player is in general in very good shape but um it's just like it's not a weird thing that someone has a little bit of an unconventional body and succeeds in basketball like that happens all the time
4: mm-hmm. and it's
2: the same way in baseball when you look at like um I'm sorry I'm using a baseball player analogy again. <laughs> again. But uh but but there are there are a lot of guys in baseball who are like not that tall and have very compact kind of muscular bodies like like a yogi berra uh like where on the street you would not think that they are necessarily good athletes, but uh you know, there is a range of people in the world and it's like sometimes your your different body lets you adapt well because you have a strong lower body or something like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's uh and and yet like like someone who is a little bit built like maybe a fire hydrant i i can say that because i'm also built like a fire hydrant katie um (laughs) so it's it's i i can say that um but it's like a body type that's been succeeding in baseball for like 140 years at this point, and people are still like blown away when they're like, "Whoa, <laughs> the guy could hit the ball!" It's like, yeah, yeah. That started happening in 1880, and uh, <laughs> it continues to this day. So, like Jokic, Jokic. If you look at like basketball history, there are way more centers that look like Jokic than don't look like Jokic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like th- this is a This is a tried and true successful body type for professional basketball.
3: Like I get when we get and like I I know because like I've written about it and I the first time I watched him like at Summer League and then also like in the NBA, like watching Zion is like it, it, it gives you pause in like a in a way that you're like, you know, you're kind of you're computing with what he's looks like in what he's capable of doing. He's just like a different kind of force and he moves in a different way because of like how his body is. But I feel like, you know, when I, at least when I try and write about that, I'm not doing it in a gross, like fetish, like almost like fetishization way of like how he looks. I'm less fixated on like, he looks wrong or different. It's just like, he looks how he looks and yeah, we're not maybe like not accustomed to that like kind of body doing these types of things but like isn't that incredible and like also then once you've kind of said that once I don't know why you need to keep coming back to it and like it's just yeah I like again I guess like why I think it's so perverted (laughs) 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 is just because of like the fixational point you know and I think like again it's just it's that stu. It's like the vacuum of it. I like honestly, I think all the things that really bother me in, in basketball and I guess like maybe sports at large is like whatever we can do to kind of change our perspective. So it's not in the vacuum. I think it's better because like, that's where all the problematic stuff comes in. Like whether, you know, you're talking about bodies in this very gross way, that would be a problem in public or like not talking about like criminal charges of players and coaches, you know, like, cause there it's like, there's kind of a protection in the vacuum. So I think it kind of goes both ways, but it doesn't, it like flattens things, you know? Uh And it, and it, and I get it. Like, we're not like a lot of, we are, but like, and other people are, but like maybe at large people aren't as adept at talking about sports in a more nuanced way. Cause like none of this, I'm not like, Oh, like you're going to hurt Jokic's feelings. Like, I don't really think he gives a shit. I think I don't know him at all. And even if he, didn't give a shit. It still doesn't make it okay. But with him specifically, I feel like he doesn't care what people say about him. No. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if anyone no, no, did it, could, if
2: you made fun of one of his racehorses, that yeah. might be a problem. Totally. Hang on just a second, guys. <laughs> I didn't expect this to happen. <laughs> Sorry. That was a man going door to door asking people uh, if he could poison their ants. <laughs> Cool.
3: People gotta work.
2: That uh, and uh, luckily the two dogs here, which combined weigh nearly 18 pounds, uh, defended us very aggressively from that ant poisoner. So sorry about that, guys.
3: That's okay.
1: Um. um uh. Oh. Yeah. So go to ahead, be sorry. clear, Katie, the problem you have is not at all with what Jokic decides to do with his body. We haven't been as clear, I think, as we should be. It's a, with the mm-hmm. uh, the conversation that sports writers and uh, jokesters on Twitter are having about <laughs> Jokic's body.
3: Yeah, like I don't like a player; they can do whatever they want. Is their there a word their you body. would
1: use to describe the way people are uh, talking about <laughs> his body?
3: <laughs> Perverted. <laughs> is that I'm, what you're looking for? Well,
1: that is exactly what I'm looking for.
3: <laughs> well. Here's, here's what
2: I'll also say about this this body thing, but it also is sort of a general point about the NBA discourse. There's this weird instinct for people to try and, you said flatten and I think that's the right word, but just normalize, like, literally every player that's different, like Zion has to lose weight, so he's more like a regular guy, like Oh that guy who's really good at mid-range shooting, well he needs to he needs to start shooting threes. Everybody needs to start shooting threes and play the exact same style. And it's it's weird, especially if you read about the draft, that's where it it's because no one really knows these guys very well and there's mm-hmm. this total instinct and I'll fall into it too of just like wanting everybody to be this this sort of like platonic ideal of a basketball player even though watching basketball is way more boring when it's like that like like the fun guys to watch are like PJ Tucker and like how weird James Harden is and uh <laughs> you know an oh another guy who had dramatic weight loss that the internet was was celebrating again um but, but I, yeah, I, I just hate the idea that like every big man needs to learn how to shoot threes. Uh, like, like everybody should be just be trying to catch and shoot as much as possible. Uh, if you, if you're really good at shooting 15 footers, you need to either move forward or back eight feet.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and,
2: and I really think the body thing is, is very, Similar to that. Like, it's a very uh analytics brain thing to just be like, no, everybody's everybody needs to have seven percent body fat. Like, why <laughs> wouldn't you definitely be at your best at that weight no matter what?
3: <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think, and I have to like clarify because this was something I kept coming back to. Of like, there being there is a line because, like, obviously, I've like said flattering thing. I've like said flattering things about like Serge Ibaka's cheekbones or like you know someone else's like eyes. Beautiful. Yeah, like how do you not say that
1: about (laughs) Serge Ibaka, the most handsome man in the NBA, if (laughs) not Canada itself? And I also should I also before you finish, Katie, I should probably Mm -hmm. own up to the fact that. I really want players to get fat all the time. And I talk about it constantly. I'm like, man, I want fat Dwight Howard, but anyway, keep going. (laughs) We wanted that for a long time. And he went aggressively in the other direction.
3: (laughs) I I think there's the line is like what, when it stops being observational, not even that it has to be like complimentary. Most of my observations are complimentary (laughs) about players, but like, I think yeah when it when it shifts from that into basically like objectification when you're kind of being like I'm a bigger expert on this guy's body than he is on his own body mm-hmm. <laughs> that he exists in that is like when i one I think you should get a life and two I think you're a pervert <laughs> get a life pervert. <laughs>
2: Um, I, I honestly felt like the, seeing the Jokic pictures, um, made me like more sad than anything because it just, because it, it, it made me feel the way I feel when I see Christian Bale in a movie (laughs) and he's like embraced his inner body dysmorphia and like, well, he gained either seven, he either gained or lost 70 pounds, gained or lost 70 pounds for every role And I like look and it's like, you don't have to do that. Don't do that for us. Like.
3: But maybe he didn't. And also this is the thing about that picture. The picture everyone like puts side by side is like at the beginning of the season when he's like sitting down. Right. And his like, arm looks, looks kind of big. And then in this picture, he's like standing up kind of hunched forward and like wearing baggy clothes. Yes. Obviously he's lost a bunch of weight, but like, it's also just like, maybe slightly perspectives and like, I don't know. I got so mad when his trainer had to come out and be like, Oh, um, like maybe cause he was like, I don't want anyone to think I'm shitty at my job. <laughs> like when, <laughs> when his trainer, who's probably worked with him this entire time, he's been losing weight, had to be like, uh-huh. Oh, he's very healthy. And like, yeah, when he, he was he like, like, my large son
1: change. is fine. Stop attacking
3: <laughs> him. <laughs> I like, did like you- when he yeah. was like, de- like he kind of, um, did a little subtle dig of like of the media being like, I guess you shouldn't use Google Translate. <laughs> anyway.
2: He's also he's also twenty-four years old and has basically been playing exactly the same for three straight years. Like, like all he plays 32 minutes a game, he scores 20 points a game, he gets lots <laughs> of rebounds, he passes a lot. Like, like he's he consistent. for someone that gets so much speculation, he's like incredibly consistent.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, that's, I don't know, I don't know what the fixation is, because, like, that's a very good point. You know, it's not, you've seen that whatever end of the spectrum he's at, it doesn't exactly change the way that he plays at all.
2: Yeah, and you can argue, like, if, if he were a guy, like, someone like Embiid, who, it's still unfair, but at least there it's like, oh, he's had some knee injuries, oh, he has to sit out games a lot. Like, that, that translates a little more. Jokic just plays all the time and is, like, it's, like, impossible to hurt him. Uh, he's,
1: You know what I mean? Like Now, all that like, being said, the, yeah. who's going to be the fattest player? Uh, <laughs> is it <laughs> Luka Doncic or Joel Embiid? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, also, like, emotionally... Those guys are living through a pandemic just like the rest of us. You know what I mean? If I'm not mad if they didn't go to the gym every day, maybe one day they were like, "Fuck this! I don't want to go to the gym. I feel like shit." We're in a like global pandemic. Shit's falling apart. You the know? Gym's cl- yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also, also,
2: <laughs> also, I know how I, um, in times of stress, will will go to my um, cultural comfort foods: uh, potatoes. <laughs> and I've done a little bit of light research into Slovenian cuisine for my songwriting efforts, and uh, not not like the most um, farm-to-table, uh, vegetable-based uh, national cuisine in Slovenia. I'll just say, a lot of, lot of lot of carbs.
3: I don't like. I don't want this to happen because I would have to just like I would explode. But if everyone came back fat. <laughs> Oh, it would
2: rule. It would be so good.
3: Then all these people would also explode because they wouldn't know, like, who to fixate on or, like, (laughs) how to even talk about it.
2: (laughs) I mean, I look. Again, I'm not trying to fetishize anyone, but, like, how great would it be if LeBron had put on, like, 40 pounds and just, like, came out and was just like. You know, I was pretty stressed out. Yeah, and, he was uh, like it was taco uh, free every blaze day. Pizza. Yeah, I get, I get free blaze <laughs> pizza. Uh, and you know what? Like, like, and it just became a national dialogue on self care. That would be really nice.
3: Yeah, I I get, yeah, I could give, I could give you that one. But then that there would be more to it. You wouldn't just be like making. Stupid memes about it.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, uh, "Hey, don't make fun of my taco dad ever again," because LeBron's <laughs> a dad and Jokic is a son in uh, right? the NBA parlance. And <laughs> politicians are my grandparents. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hillary so Clinton, like,
2: Clinton's my ab- my abuela. Um, and I drink water because Lin Manuel Miranda tells me to in baby talk on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a weird. It's a weird cultural trend to be like, why can't I just be six years old again, but functioning <laughs> as an adult? Meanwhile, am I
3: for... a total hypocrite though. Sorry. I was just going to say, am I a total hypocrite though? If I really want to see players eating those novelty turkey legs in Disney world, walking around yeah. eating them. And <laughs> that, <and> I'm <laughs> sure you totally
1: can good. see the Lopez's do that already. That's probably somewhere on the <laughs> internet. Yeah. That's, it's probably a website that's just that actually. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, just just Dole Whip in one hand, turkey turkey leg in the other. <laughs> um, I was so disappointed to learn that Disney World does not have a
1: Matterhorn.
3: I don't even know what that is.
1: It's a What's... roller coaster. That's yeah. at the one. In it's it. like the first uh, Disney roller coaster. Yeah,
2: before that, it was like we can only have storybook rides, and then <laughs> someone was like, "Should we have a ride that's like fun to ride on?" And after like a two year battle, they were like, oh, I, I see you move a little faster. And it doesn't just have to be like an animatronic goose singing at you during the ride. <laughs> um, I can can we switch gears a little bit? And I just wanted to ask you about uh, Kyle Lowry singing protesting. <laughs> in Did you, well, that was pretty tight, right?
3: Yeah, I was so happy. I mean, I don't know. Lowry is also a good example of someone who like I've talked warmly about his body. <laughs> but Lowry also knows people talk about his butt and he's like laughed about it. hmm So yeah. anyway. I,
2: th- I think when you're um especially if you're kind of a small player like Lowry is, it's it probably is like a little more of a point of pride.
1: Well, <laughs> I like <laughs> like you're you're if you remember right, Earl Boykins, uh, when he was with the Golden State Warriors, he's the second Katie for the for if you don't know, Earl Boykins was a uh, he was five six, right, Sean? Um, or was he five something five? like that? No, he's I think he was five seven. Um, but yeah, Earl Boykins was this pretty good player actually. Uh, oh, he the, was only
2: five five. You're oh right. yeah,
1: he was five, five, five Second shortest, second yeah. shortest player ever. Had to tell the Golden State Warriors to stop playing It's a Small World when he came into the game. Oh, God.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, that's, that's terrible. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Unless he, he, and he didn't ask them to. Because I was going to say, you should tell the hot dog story that you told me. <laughs>
1: Which hot dog story? The, the, uh, About of the Barkley. Charles Barkley one? Well, the, I do that think with Barkley, like yeah, it's interesting. Charles Barkley. I was telling Katie Charles Barkley kind of um, weaponized this kind of talk in sports to get drafted higher. Uh huh. Because yeah, he this went, is my, yeah. You know the story, Katie. It's so <laughs> well, I good.
3: do now, but I want to hear it again. <laughs> he,
1: he went to Auburn, which was like a basketball backwater, and no one paid attention. It was the early '80s. And so he had to, like, he and his coach and athletic department essentially devised a way to make him, like, a traveling circus so scouts would look at him by giving Uh himself names like the Round Mound of Rebound, the Crisco Kid. There's a video Uh where he says all his names. I'll play this right now. Here's Charles Barkley in 1984 saying all of his nicknames. Uh, <laughs> delight, he is <laughs> delighted by these nicknames, by the way, as he's saying them.
4: <laughs> Hello, I'm Charles Barkley of the Auburn Tigers. Here I feel my nicknames: The Bread Truck, the Love Boat, Food World, the Crisco Kid, which is my second favorite. The Wide Loafing League, Town of Fun, the Good Time Blimp. But my favorite is the Round Mounder Rebound.
1: But he also used to do stuff like eat hot dogs on the bench. Uh, so it would create this kind of, like, folkloric tale of this fat man who was good at basketball that you Uh had to go see, and it all- Even though he was- Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. go ahead. Go ahead, Sean.
2: No, but just at the same time, he's also, like, maybe the strongest
1: player in the league.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But then, and it all culminates, my favorite part about the, uh, tryouts at the, uh, 84 Olympics. Um, My favorite Barkley story. So, Charles Barkley goes in. There's a week's worth of tryouts. Bobby Knight is the coach. And Bobby Knight basically starts out by fat-shaming Charles. And uh-huh. uh, creates a target weight that Charles Barkley has to be at if he's going to make the Olympic team. And so Charles uh-huh. is like, fuck Bobby Knight. I don't want to play for him. But... Uh-huh. The NBA scouts and the uh and sponsors are there for the first three days of camp. So he has to go. And he plays Yeah, it's before the cut down. Yeah, and he plays really fucking hard. He's the best player in camp for those first three days. But also, he knows he, he knows Bobby Knight's gonna weigh him, and he doesn't want to play for Bobby Knight. So every night. There would be a pizza waiting in their dorm rooms for them to eat, and instead of showering after practice, he would run out of practice to the dorm room and eat the entire large pizza, and Steve Alford, who was his roommate, who's a bad person, we don't like also, Steve Bobby,
2: Alford. Also, Bobby Knight, Bobby Knight favorite.
1: So. Yeah, Bobby Knight favorite did not eat dinner that entire week because Charles Barkley <laughs> ate the entire pizza. <laughs> And he ended up gaining weight in camp, but also (laughs) played so well those first three days, actually left there, went into the draft with more sponsorships than anyone else. He had, he was making, going into the draft, he'd signed more endorsement deals because of those three days than Michael Jordan, who was also in that camp. (laughs)
3: I love that so much. It's just like, yeah, like, he, he, like, turned, he, like, just turned it around on everybody.
2: (laughs) So good.
1: (laughs) Um. Anyway, uh, be careful. The moral of the story is be careful when talking about your very large son's bodies.
2: (laughs) Uh Also, maybe consider, like,
1: consider beefy nephew. You
2: know? Um. (laughs) Uh Katie. maybe 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 people don't have to be your fake family members too. Yeah,
3: maybe maybe call your regular family. Um So this has been,
1: This has been body shaming watch with Katie Heindel Katie, mm-hmm.
3: is there anything
1: else you want to talk about uh right now? Do you want to talk about the bubble? Do you want to talk about uh Kyrie Irving leading a player revolt currently? Apparently, <laughs> Because he wants more, less of a bubble. <laughs> I think that's what they're Didn't arguing. someone
3: about. say, someone was like, like a league executive was like, so, out of one of those stories, they were like, it's not a bubble, it's more of a mesh hat. <laughs> 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 Which is really messed that's up and like proves the point how this entire time there's really been, there's no, there's not even, it's not that there's a no airtight plan. There's like no plan. It mm-hmm. keeps no, changing. Not at all. And yeah, I think like, all these guys like i mean the thing with Kyrie is i'm sure he like is now doubling down on maybe what he said before i mean maybe they also didn't even ask him but if like all those superstars agreed this was my thing when they said they were like okay there's going to be an opportunity for players to opt out i don't think they would have announced that without having side conversations earlier with like superstar players like either them directly or their representation and had the confirmation that like they were in because it wouldn't have been worthwhile to push this hard to continue if you knew like you know LeBron's not gonna play Kawhi's not well, gonna play, LeBron like, is gonna not play. Gonna... I that's know but thing. like that's they'll the... never that's what I mean like they would never the NBA never I don't think would have pushed this hard to like do the bubble if they didn't have confirmation that's like the stars would play and then knowing yeah. that the stars would choose to play no one else is gonna opt out because like they look like a loser well
4: you, know?
1: you want to see a and, fun, and it's... you want to hear a fun tweet that just got tweeted an hour ago Please. Uh, so this is, it's funny that it's, it appears to be Kyrie versus LeBron again now. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on here. Uh But Vincent Goodwill just tweeted, Yahoo sources, several high profile players are communicating with their counterparts and educating them on potential negative financial impact not playing would have on the players, mm-hmm. not just for this season, but moving forward. So now we're getting into money shaming. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, that's not counseling. Yeah, that's sh- they're shaming them.
1: <laughs> Yahoo sources they're continued. Like- the high-profile players, quote-unquote Chris Paul and LeBron James, are also relaying that the NBA PA won't have any leverage negotiating a new CBA with owners in the middle of a pandemic.
2: Yeah, that's that's the weirdest, creepiest narrative that is clearly coming from someone else, because so many people have been tweeting like, well, the owners are going to, if, if every pl- player doesn't come, I guess we're going to tear up the CBA. <laughs> Looks like the players are going to get even less basketball-related income unless they unless they play this, this carnival tournament. <laughs> also, um, th- th- when we've talked about the mesh hat, which is again, an appropriate metaphor for Central Florida, it is the official <laughs> headwear, uh, just edging out uh, the visor with uh, a sexual pun, uh, that is that's number two in Central Florida. But Disney World's opening on July 11th. Yeah, mm-hmm. Disney mm-hmm. World.
3: Mm-hmm. A lot of
2: visitors at the exact same place.
3: I never even like considered that initially because I I guess in my brain it's so far away from make how this would ever make sense that mm-hmm. right. I just didn't think it was an option. And then someone told me that last week. They're like, well, the park's probably going to open, and I couldn't even like. I couldn't even reconcile it mm-hmm. with the bubble plan. Cause so I was like, how, well then they don't have anything. You know what I mean? Right. Then there's nothing. And they, they must've known that all along. Cause they should have canceled
1: like- the season two months yeah. ago. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and it's isn't like be, yeah. soccer also like, isn't MLS yeah. also having a, 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 like adjacent bubble. At yeah. Disney and they, they,
2: they also want to have a, a very uh, nearby, WNBA bubble? Yeah, where they're making them stay like, at like a Howard Johnson. Um. Yeah, they're at a Howard Johnson and they only – like like all the, the NBA players are like, don't worry about it. We got chefs. We're going to help you out. You can maintain your diet. And the WNBA, it's like two box lunches a day. Uh, you're on your own for breakfast. Uh, also, uh, the hotel pool is only open from uh, 10 to 2 every day. And uh, internet is seven ninety nine a
3: day. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's like, it just keeps getting grosser. And it just keeps becoming like a, a quagmire that's like, it's very hard to reconcile any good thing the NBA has done, like during the pandemic yeah. with like this.
2: The, um, yeah, Florida had its highest number of new COVID cases yesterday with 1900. Mm-hmm it broke the old record of 1,700, which was set yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so trending well. But don't worry. That's well. just
1: because there's more tests now. That's that's why, Sean. Yeah, that's don't worry reason. about it. It's Research just because we can powers. actually test people now that the numbers are high.
3: Well,
1: Doesn't do have you, anything to do with... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry. Do you guys think that they'll start it and then just have to stop it? Because they, also if they're like, okay, if one player gets sick, we have like backups. I guess they're calling up every single like G yeah. League like reserve yes. that they have. But well, then you, when they all get sick, because if like that's what's gonna happen, do you think they'll just canc- they'll I cancel cancel the continuity. Here's the thing
1: I don't think any players are getting sick, but I think hundreds and hundreds of Disney employees are gonna get sick.
2: Yeah. That's
1: my fear, frankly. Because they're I not think, gonna be isolated yeah. in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and also we'll no, never no hear about it. Like, hey, no we one we gonna... will ever report on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And it's also fucking Tillman Fertitta doesn't have to sell his fucking novelty basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, the- <laughs> just it's
3: so gross. It's just like it keeps it just yeah, it keeps getting grosser and I and grosser. say this as a
1: person who's actually financially tied to this. Like it would be better for me if they played, <laughs> but I don't want them to play. <laughs> <laughs> it just it
2: just seems like there's The, the rush to reopen things is more tied to, uh, the U S government just not taking care of its citizens in any way Mm -hmm. rather than any actual, uh, like, like what are, it doesn't seem like people are actually wearing face masks or doing tests or like really taking that many safety precautions, but you know, LA is opening bars today. Why are they opening bars today? And I guess it's, like, business owner pressure? I don't know. (laughs) It's, uh... It doesn't feel like there's really much of a plan for anything. Especially now that... I mean, what are they... If they're negotiating for players to have more freedom of movement inside the bubble, that seems like not a responsible thing. But also I can understand... That the players The players are have, looking at the a,
1: rest of the country and being like, hey, yeah. why do we have to be in a bubble? Nobody else is.
2: But also mm-hmm. just
1: um like you know that that it's this
2: time when the US seems to finally be collectively realizing um you know that how much exploitation of black people there's been, and then the NBA is like, okay. They're living in an amusement park. <laughs> there, we don't have enough on TV. We people really didn't like that Lance Armstrong documentary. We gotta get some stuff on ESPN. It's 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 so close to um the plot of Space Jam because what's supposed what happens in Space Jam if um, Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan lose is that he has to play at an amusement park. <laughs> it's like. And the whole NBA team basically, the whole NBA Players Association basically lost to the Monstars, and now they have to play <laughs> at Moron Mountain uh, forever.
3: <laughs> Which are like the evil owners, yeah, like Tillman Fortina. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's I don't know, it's messed up, and it is an opt- like it's an optics thing. Like all along, it has been right, and like it's it's been damaging to th- in terms of like, I mean. In in terms of like if if they continue, it normalizes even further the fact that this rhetoric that like everything is fine and we're all collectively over the pandemic, which is like still raging but and like over like, wrote like people. Sorry, like oh, over okay. just like you know, us unparalleled since the civil rights movement. Civil rights movement. So I think, I mean, you. It's not hard to like draw the parallels of that to like the current administration there and just in terms of like how evil that feels
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. but this would be happening under fucking obama dude this is all just like part of the part of people's just like rage into wanting the forcing the country to reopen again is has to do with like american Culture Like, your freedom is tied to, like, quote-unquote freedom in American Mm. society is tied to making and spending money. Yeah. Uh, That's what freedom is to you. Like, it's why people think freedom of speech, their freedom of speech is being violated when Twitter's like, hey, you can't tweet that. (laughs) It's all
2: like, you don't tell me what to do. Yeah. (laughs)
1: I'm going bowling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, freedom in this country is tied to making and spending money. So people didn't do that for two months, and then they were like, but I'm not free, I'm a slave!
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it's fucking gross. All of this is gross. They should have canceled the season. I know, I know lots of my friends are like, no, the NBA is going to do it right, and like... I hope they're correct, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure uh, the guy washing Joel Embiid's sheets is going to get really sick, and then he's going to get his grandma sick because he had to go to fucking Disney World every day for $15 an hour. People are mm-hmm. acting like like a superstar's mom didn't
2: die of COVID a month mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, otherwise we would have to maybe pay some government services that could possibly go to minorities. And uh, in America, that is that is not possible. We got one check, Katie, one check. <laughs> what, 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 what is the government doing in terms of uh, economic relief in Canada? Like, like, are you getting did you get? Uh, some kind of like Corona stimulus check or anything?
3: Yeah, you can apply for it every month. It's two thousand dollars um for everybody every month. Oh,
2: not not just one single time. Mm-mm. Oh, do do they delay the payments for three or four weeks so Justin Trudeau can have his signature <laughs> on all the checks? Is that something the, they do in Canada?
3: No, they're direct deposit and they come in two days.
1: Did they <laughs> okay. also is it is it, is it hard they tax pay for your? Yeah, you did they tax order. the
3: money? <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's not tax, so mm. you got to pay it back in tax. And now, because they fucked up a little bit, I don't want to make it sound so great because they fucked up a little bit on the administration process, and they're claiming to that like some people have, you know, claimed it and don't need it, and now they're threatening jail time. <laughs> oh,
1: okay, that's terrible. That's so, terrible.
3: like, no one has really gotten it right. Uh-huh at all now
2: um but does that that helps you um pay for your doctor's visits right getting that stimulus check <laughs> oh no
3: you can just do some online shopping
2: oh you live in a normal country i see that okay That's sometimes it's it's yeah you know. <laughs> but obviously there's no way to change it in america it's got to be like this forever <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um all right uh Katie, we're gonna let you go. Sean and I are gonna talk about some other stuff. Pl- Katie, please plug plug your things.
3: Okay. Um, <laughs> the The basketball feelings feelings draft is is I'm trying to speed it up
1: because <laughs> it's been going on for a very long time. <laughs> it's, it's are you gonna make? Are you gonna finish before the restart?
3: I hope so. So we, I gotta. We made <laughs> the
1: first pick how many weeks ago? A few, like over
3: a month ago. <laughs> Look, Rico Bear was what completely pick number are you on when now? That happened. <laughs> <laughs> Nine. I'm the 10th. The, per, the, the person making the 10th pick is making their pick. So, uh, you know, now I know going forward, just in terms of like, maybe giving people firmer deadlines, including myself. But there's still, there's a lot to go. So, you know, if you've missed some, you got time to catch up and you got time to, to get into we it. We
1: did ours early. Well, you did ours on deadline you asked you us did. and we did it like the next day.
3: <laughs> yeah, you guys were per- like that was perfect. Thank you. <laughs> um so yeah, that uh, as you mentioned my podcast with the other Sean Sean Woodley uh basketball. Um I'm also part of a all women podcast called Dishes and Dimes. It talks about basketball and the Raptors, but mostly the NBA wide. And then uh, I don't know, I'm probably going to write something about all these perverts, so look out for that.
1: <laughs> well, thank you to my very small daughter, Katie Heindel, for coming on. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, thanks, Katie. Thanks,
3: thanks guys. Katie. Right.
1: <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> um, so that was Katie talking about her very large son, Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, uh, good job, Mama. <laughs> um, Sean, there's been we were supposed to come on today and talk about the NBA restarting, but it looks like uh-huh. they announced the restart, and uh, now Kyrie Irving is leading a revolt against restarting the season. Um, so t- should we hold that? Should we talk? A- should we talk about the season restarting later? Like, let's talk about the reactions. We can talk about the mechanics of it
2: in a little bit because we're still we need to find out. Um. Kyrie's plan, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it's always important to check in with Kyrie when anything of consequence happens in the NBA or the banking system, or um, you know, if if the Illuminati have released a statement, and he is he is right now the spokesman for the Players Association in the bubble, and the spokesman for the Illuminati in professional mm-hmm. sports. So uh, we'll wait until we get to the details. Let's look at what the teams have been doing in terms of a reaction because again again well things are still a little up in the air. So let's talk about those team reactions.
1: Um well these these aren't reactions to the bubble. I do want to point out real quick oh, yes. though is yeah. definitely Kyrie Irving. He what are the chances Kyrie Irving believes the coronavirus was created in a lab in the Denver airport? Um that it's pretty high (laughs) he doesn't
2: really believe in altitude so i think he's like i always get lightheaded in denver that's probably because of the government disease lab
1: yeah and then five he probably thinks 5g also has something to do with it but i Mm -hmm, did want to point out um how poorly uh certain look okay let's talk about i want to talk about two teams and how they've handled uh the uh black lives matter protests um Mm -hmm. one team is the washington wizards who uh for my money uh of all the nba teams released the best statement should i read the statement do it they released it on instagram on june 1st like uh so right away um we will no longer tolerate the assassination of people of color in this country We will no longer accept the abuse of power from law enforcement. We will no longer accept ineffective government leaders who are tone-deaf, lack compassion, or respect for communities of color. We will no longer shut up and dribble. Um, That's great. Yeah. uh, Using the word assassination of people of color is great. Um, I mean, it's horrible. They had to, obviously, but... um, all i feel like for a very black league all of the uh white owned pr firms should have uh released statements as strong as this correct
2: yes absolutely yeah. um i mean yeah you like like especially teams that have had players actively harassed by the police mm-hmm. you know what i mean like like how do the atlanta hawks not have an incredibly strong statement about this when the NYPD
1: literally broke the leg of one of their players. Sterling Brown got tased last year for parking in a handicap uh-huh. spot. Uh-huh. Right, right. Exactly. Um.
2: And that's those are the two that just jumped to mind. I'm sure there's just been an insane amount of harassment. Well, there's Maasai. The kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. Maasai in in Oakland that happened. Yeah. Um. That's just terrible. Like, like, like this it, – it's also such a layup. You know what I mean? Like it's – Like, all these these teams are so into efficiency. Like, like you know what the right thing to do here Mm -hmm. is. And that is fire Ryan Russillo. Fire Um, Ryan Russillo. (laughs) Get him out of there. He can join uh, the Malibu Police Department. Uh Uh-huh. Like, his lifelong dream has been. And, you know, then he has easier access to steroids, which it's a Mm win-win for all those guys.
1: Uh, I also would like to see, frankly, NBA reporters uh, make stronger statements about it. Um, instead of uh, you know, if you want access, your entire lives are drooling over access to uh. talking to black players. Uh, maybe mention that you care about black people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I will say shouts to Zach Lowe, who's been yeah surprised has been me. the best one on it? I mean, he
2: Zach Lowe rules, Well, of the um, of the
1: white writers, of the, I should yeah, point of out, the white yeah, yeah. Um, um
2: uh yeah so. Okay, so, you know, good job, Wizards. Joey, do you think that was purely motivated by Ted Leonsis and his responsibility well, to his players?
1: I, no, I do not. <laughs> so, Ted Leonsis has been trying to reunite Fugazi for two years now uh-huh. at a Wizards game, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is a Fugazi—this is a please-let-me-stay-at-discord-house-and-play-my-giant-arena uh, Fugazi uh, huh. ass statement um so uh you know i don't think it's gonna work but uh keep trying bud um yeah. i mean i i hope i mckay sees that you know uh yeah hopefully Ian mckay sees it hopefully guy pizzicato sees it um How did i pronounced both his names wrong I, there, well because we? you <laughs> i know <laughs> what you did because you always get tripped up by Jan mahin um, who also uh-huh. plays for the Wizards. So, and his name is e- spelled Ian. So I do yeah. understand why you did that. Yes. Sorry. Yawn Mickey Eye of <laughs> Fagazi. Um, yeah. Good job, Wizards. Um, I should also point out, um, that, uh, we celebrities have not been, um, doing very well here. Um, the what? I'm Responsible video. Did you watch that, Sean? I did and I I couldn't tell
2: if it was an indictment of the video or <laughs> my cultural knowledge that I didn't know who half the people were.
1: I also did not know who
2: a lot of those people were. Um I really think the next step is we're going to get like some reality show contestants doing like makeup tutorials mm-hmm. for Black Lives Matter. Like that's that's how we've been declining with our celebrity videos.
1: Anyway, I just wanted to point out Brett Randy Brooke Robin Bill Simmons and psychedelic Kyrie sent us a version of the "I'm Responsible" video, but it was so vague. I I've opted not to play it. Yeah, it's it's
2: it also <laughs> Brooke and Robbins is they just get so into like a lot of minutiae about the production of "Song of the South." Mm-hmm. I just thought it was inappropriate.
1: Yeah. Um, but let's talk about our favorite team um, making a bad statement, Sean. Yeah. Uh the warriors players have done a great job. Uh Juan Toscano Anderson led a uh protest. In fact, I'm going to say go out on a limb here. Um all golden. Oh, I mean all NBA players have done a great job uh with their fame and um well not all Gordon Hayward get get fucked. Yeah, but serious, um man. even a lot of white players have done a good job helping to uh in this moment. Um, but you know who did not do very well, Sean? Uh, The Golden State Warriors GM, Uh, Bob Myers. Warriors again. Uh, Yeah, he said on a conference call the other day, quote, I hope sports can heal. One of my favorite parts of sports is its colorblind and meritocracy of sports of sorts. You don't get judged by how you look. You get judged by how you perform. Well, he should I talk mean, to my my once large son, who is now very skinny, about getting judged on how you look. But um, very good point. <laughs> uh, this is whack as shit, dude. It's just like
2: it is very much a like like. Does Bob Myers truly believe that the organization of the Golden State Warriors, which employs a coach that used to golf with the owner, mm-hmm. uh, the son of the owner. Didn't they employ one of Jerry West's kids too? They still too? do, yeah. Uh-huh. That, that's a meritocracy. Also Mike Dunleavy Absolutely. Jr. Oh, Mike Dunleavy Jr. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And uh, so it's just like their own organization <laughs> is based on uh, nepotism and connections. Mm-hmm. And look, maybe those guys are doing a good job. Maybe they're not doing a good job. But like, It is some some white shit to just ignore that that there's no barriers in basketball based on race. Mm -hmm. Like, it's better. It's not like it's the NFL, which has, like, no—very few black coaches or executives. But at the same time, not—I wouldn't call it a meritocracy.
1: No. Uh, Also, stop saying colorblind white people. Um, if anything has been proven in the last 200 years in this country, it's, um, uh, colorblind is wrong. Uh, yeah, you you know what I mean? Uh, There's nothing colorblind in this country. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, also maybe striving to erase color is also, uh, some white fucking bullshit. Um, anyway... Sean, did you see that David Guetta video that came out? I did. When all of this I was did. The weirdest thing about
2: that, I will say, is that it was like he didn't realize that people had sampled things like that before mm-hmm. for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it was it, the way he
1: presents it feels like a
2: I just blew your mind.
1: Well, also, I mean, the speech at the beginning. Look, I only bring <laughs> it up because. I've made a Bob Myers remix of the yes. David Guetta video. Uh, here's that.
4: The world is going through difficult times. And
0: America, too, actually. So, last night, I knew we were going to do this. And I made a special record. So, this record is in honor of George Floyd. And I really hope we can see more unity and more peace when already things are so difficult. So, shout out to his family.
1: Uh, I hope sports can heal. One of my favorite parts of
0: sports is, it, is it, it's colorful. Color Sports it, it's colorful. Colorful. Colorful.
1: All right, I don't think we're going to top that, Sean. I think that's our show.
2: That is our show. Uh,
1: plug the uh, uh, plug our this week's charity.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, ellabakercenter.org. Um, Give money if you have it. Uh... Yeah, they're aud- They're very good at auditing um, local law enforcement in the Bay Area, lobbying for uh, anti-abuse, figuring out the true cost of incarceration on whole society and the families. And uh, they have a movement that is called Freedom Cities, which uh, basically just tries to make entire towns and communities safe. For uh, immigrants, black people, Muslims, workers, all oppressed communities, and essentially just uh, letting people live without the fear of, you know, economic violence, economic and physical violence. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, anything you need to plug personally? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't need to. If you're if you're taking a break from your your
2: activism, I wrote. Uh, 20 reasons to be jacked about the restart. Uh, there is a little discussion of bodies. I do refer to Nicole Jokic as a mini fridge, but, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm doing so in a loving sense. And, and my point is actually that, uh, the NBA becomes more relatable, the more out of shape the players are. Mm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Uh, where on December 2nd, 2014. No, that's actually not a good one. On March 12th, 2014, I tweeted, "If I accidentally put a live scorpion in my mouth and chewed on it, am I going to die? Don't ask how that happened, but my tongue is numb.
2: I think maybe he's going to die, just mm-hmm. whether he does that or
1: not." Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh defund the police. Even the police. Especially if you're my very large son.
4: When Boogie got hurt early in the playoffs, Draymond Green needs a day off when Andre Iguodala strained his calf, trailed by 15 in the first half, in the first half. Clay is tired, watch for Myers. Left stuff open for three, they're only sweeping. Everybody thought the dubs were loaded. But then Katie's calf exploded. All the bench rotations went to hell. Had to leave. On Jordan Bell, what the hell? Damien Jones got a star, a Cup brain fire But after all, they're only sweeping Keep an, an eye on, on the curries When there's split jerseys, jerseys. They're rooting for Steph, but the coaching staff gets rolling sevens. They even played Jacob Evans. Give the ball to Dre, Steph bombs away. And after all, they're only sweeping Keep an eye on the Portland small market energy Blaming the rest Dames says Portland would have won with Nickage Zach Collins fouls Cantus took it, Wendem tried to take the winning shot. Draymond Green got the block, what a swat. Quincook's puny, can't stop Looney. Bogut got a jam, they're only sweeping.